Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Critical Thinking, Kingston's only municipal affairs talk radio show, only available on CFRC. Now, here's your host, Jamie Moss. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Critical Thinking. I am your host, Jamie Moss. Uh, joining me today in studio is, and part of our council, uh, Meet Your Counselor series right here on Critical Thinking, is newly elected or returning counselor, Jim Neal. Welcome to the show, Jim. Thank you, Jamie. Uh, we are uh, doing a, a very interesting uh, broadcast. This, uh, well, I guess debut this, uh, and you're featuring uh, the first uh, program, or first of the uh, series, the 13-part series of, of the Meet Your Counselor series, and uh, this is stemming off the heels of our wonderful uh, federal, or I should say, municipal elections as of October, uh, and we are uh, basically going through the motions. I know a lot of the counselors have been. Uh, interested in getting involved and, listen, and getting on the show to start uh, to introduce themselves to the city, but you've all been very busy. So today we're going to have the opportunity to sit down, have a conversation with Jim Neal, uh, and uh, and uh, find out a little bit more about how Kingston works from hit from a for a new councillor. Stay tuned. The Kingston Jazz Society is pleased to announce the return of its popular Live at Your Library Sunday afternoon concert series. Four great sessions featuring many of Canada's finest jazz musicians. All shows are at 2 p.m. in the Wilson Room of the Downtown Public Library. The next show is on Sunday, March 13th, with the Kingston Jazz Composers Collective. Saxophonist Jonathan Stewart, guitarist Dave Barton, vibraphonist Greg Runyons, with Mike Perlin on bass and drummer Mike Castles will team up to present a selection of their most recent compositions. The Live at Your Library concert series is sponsored by the City of Kingston Arts Council, CFRCFM, Carolyn Thornborough and Sunlight Financial, and Shea Piggy. Tickets are $20 or $15 for students and are available at the Grand Theatre box office or at the door. For more information, go to kingstonjazz.ca. What other show on CFRC has a traffic duck? Hopefully none, but on Brother Brian's Bluegrass Show on Sunday mornings 8 to 10 a.m., we have Tallulah the Traffic Duck, along with tons of great gospel bluegrass music, group interviews, record reviews, and an events calendar. The giant get well card, weather report, and other neat stuff all start your Sunday off on the right foot with information and the best of bluegrass music, gospel bluegrass. So tune in to Brother Brian's Bluegrass Show every Sunday 8 to 10 on CFRC 101.9 Queen's University Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Joining me today is Jim Neal, the counselor for Williamsville District. Uh, and uh, we are, well, let's get right into it. Jim, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I've... Uh I've been on council previously in the 90s for a couple of terms. Um, I've taken some time off. I'm a public educator. I'm very active with my with my union, um, which has kept me kept me busy. I'm uh, I've served on the human rights committee, uh, provincial human rights committee. I've served on uh, and your and your union is sorry just uh, OSSTF. Oh, you're a secondary school teacher. Yes, okay. and so so I've that's kept me quite busy over the years and um, I've really and I've also been very active with the library community as well 
I've been was 15 years on the library board, including being chair, and served on Souls, the Southern Ontario Library Service, a provincial organization as well. Oh, excellent. Now, this is your second term on council. You said you were... Yeah. Um, Actually, third term, but third, the third second... Term. Second period. period. Right, okay, right, okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, so you're a two ti- you're a three-time counselor now. Yes. Uh, originally, tell us, you, I mean, for a little bit of our listeners' background, tell us a little bit about your experience uh, in the 90s as a counselor. In the 1990s, I ran uh, in Sydenham Ward, which is the main campus area, and um, frankly was quite pleasantly surprised when I got elected the first time I ran. That doesn't always happen. And um, I very much got the bug and enjoyed uh, serving on council for those those years. I also represented uh, later the Portsmouth area because they changed the boundaries mm-hmm. and my home at that time was in Portsmouth District. Right. So I represented that area, which is the West Campus area. I'm a, a two-time alumni of Queen's, so I, I'm quite comfortable representing the Queen's community, I think. There you go. And now you represent Williamsville, uh, and uh, there's a well, there's a large population of students uh, in this particular district. Yeah. Uh, and uh, tell us, maybe you could tell us a little bit of the the differences between uh, between that that time period and now the current time period as a counselor. Yeah. Um, well, the two terms I served on before were just pre amalgamation. Uh, so the city was the urban what is now the urban core. Uh, both Pittsburgh and what the former Kingston Township were, after amalgamation, were incorporated into the city of Kingston. So, so our population grew by about 30 or 40 percent and, and our budgets grew accordingly. And so, so it was a little bit, it's a little bit more of a challenge now, um, but in a good way. Uh, we have, we rep, we represent the whole of the greater Kingston area and and so and that includes a large rural area as well which was never part of the old old city so there's some challenges that amalgamation has brought right and and uh but i mean okay so you you've had the opportunity to serve on on both sets uh pre amalgamation and now you're returning do you find that uh, there's is there much difference i mean it uh, having gone through the the council process a couple times, I'm yeah. sure that you've uh, yeah. you've had the opportunity to take well, a look at it. Well, we more. just finished a very very intensive period of uh, of looking at our capital budget and our operating budget, and we, thankfully we've put both of those to bed. But that that's um, the kind of complexity of that has grown with amalgamation, and and so that that was interesting, but uh uh. So far, I've been quite impressed with with our senior staff, and and I've always been uh, impressed with the worker city workers and and their devotion to their to the city. So so I'm quite quite pleased to to have a good working relationship with both management and and the unions in the city. Right. Okay. So. Th- now, let's let's just uh, so everybody's aware. Let's give a, a little bit about the boundaries of Williamsville, just so everybody's aware. And you, because sure. it is a new uh, particular council, and maybe you could tell us a little bit, having just ran, what were the main issues you think? So uh, let's start off absolutely. breaking that down. The, yeah, the the boundaries. the boundaries. It's it's basically midtown mm-hmm. of the city. It goes from Johnson Street, uh, from Division all the way to Sir John A, and then it goes north all the way to concession. 
And so it's a, a fairly large area of the city. Uh, we, and it's, it's an area that's going through a kind of marked transition. Mm-hmm. There were a, f- a few years ago, it was primarily family homes, right. uh, with some, some university and student housing in the kind of south, southeast corner. Uh, but that, that whole thing has grown and increased with the increase of the student population at Queen's. And I'm, I think one of the challenges we're going to be facing and one of the things I heard at the doors from a lot of people, both students and, and, and family, uh, residents was that, that there, we need to address that kind of transition and through town gown relations smooth out some of the bumps that are there. And I'm, I'm happy that, uh, I'm guardedly optimistic with the new town gown committee and the work that they're doing. And for the first time, uh, in many years, the word housing has crept back into, uh, Queen's administration vocabulary. And there's a recognition that the housing crisis that has been somewhat created by that increase of of several thousand students over the last decade mm-hmm. needs to be addressed and and the city can do a much better job in partnership with Queens to address those issues and I look forward to to doing that and making it affordable housing well there you go and that's a very and that brings me probably to my next uh, little segment we we now both serve on the uh, affordable housing committee together we do and uh, <laughs> we had a very good interesting meeting uh, a couple, well, a couple days ago, uh, as of, uh, the, uh, at the Affordable Housing Committee meeting, uh, Thursday, what was that? Thursday morning, February 18th? 17th. Uh, ah, yeah. it's, it's irrelevant. It's all a blur. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a Thursday morning, uh, and it was the first meeting that we had. Uh, and I, I'll be honest, I was quite intrigued. There was some very interesting, uh, conversation and discussion, and, and it was an orientation, largely an orientation yeah. session. Um, what are your impressions of this? I, well, because I mean, there, I, there was a lot being yeah. There's a the lot. Table. There was a lot on the table. One of the things I'm and and I'm really really hopeful that the city will continue to value the kind of expertise of the advisory uh, kind of citizens advisory committees that have been set up. And and there's the one on accessibility. There's there's others. Uh, there's Keef, which I sit on, which is the environmental action forum. So there's a variety of these and the city uh I think what that brings to the table is virtually millions of dollars worth of expertise and if if we in the city properly utilize that then then we'll do a much better job and how uh the the group that and I'm sure you were as impressed as I was the group that makes up the uh, affordable housing committee mm-hmm. is exactly that kind of a group of diverse expertise, diverse and, background and oh, like yeah. demographical background, absolutely background too. So, yeah. so, so I'm really looking forward to working with, uh, with that committee. There, there have been, there have been some challenges. Uh, we, the previous council, more so than the council before that, indeed d- did make a commitment to affordable housing. They earmarked $5 million of capital to go into a reserve. Mm-hmm. We had virtually that same amount of money existing mm-hmm. in what's called the doors, the provincial, provincial funding. funding. And so we were looking forward to being able to access that. Somehow, 
in the course of the last two or three years, that money has fallen off the table. And uh, right now, um, I brought a, a, a motion forward at, at our capital to place it back in during our capital budget mm-hmm. deliberations. That was deferred, and I supported the deferral. That was deferred so that we we could get a full report from staff, and and that's happening in March. So hopefully that money will find its way back into the envelope that was pledged, and we'll be able to indeed uh, do some real serious project funding for affordable housing. Well, I don't mean to, to divert the, the segue, but this is definitely a perfect time for the segue. If I remember correctly, that $5 million was a motion by Councillor Rob Hutchison. Yes. Uh, and uh, we'll have him on the program in a couple of weeks, too, as part of this uh, Meet Your Councillors series. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to take a very quick break. Uh, on, the other t- uh, on the other side of the break, we'll talk a little bit more with Councillor Jim Neal of Williamsville District. Uh, we'll find out a little bit more about uh, what he sees are challenges in the upcoming Council's turn, uh, as well as uh, some of the issues that he think, or that we, we can identify as being uh, uh, key roles and maybe not so media-savvy roles that uh, we'll be taking over on the next council. So stay tuned. Keep your thumb on the pulse of global issues. Tune in to Democracy Now!'s War and Peace Report, heard right here on CFRC 101.9 FM on weekdays from noon to 1 p.m. and rebroadcast again weekdays at 7 a.m. Democracy Now! provides their audience with access to people and perspectives rarely heard in the U.S. corporate-sponsored media. Tune in or check them out online at democracynow.org. From Pacifica, this is Democracy Now! Do you like Rush? Do you agree that their 1977 album, Farewell to Kings, is a masterpiece? And do you agree that the lead-off single, Closer to the Heart, is the best Rush song ever? Then you'll want to tune in to Closer to the Heart, a weekly two-hour show that focuses exclusively on that most powerful and original Rush anthem of them all, Closer to the Heart. I'll interview Rush scholars. Hurt is very clear on this point. He says, the philosopher and the plowman, each must know his part. I'll play the 1984 Berlin Philharmonic Arrangement. I'll play the modern remixes, including the trance, progressive trance, and progressive house. We'll consider the provocative metalcore covers. And naturally, the recent dub reggae versions. Hey, if you like music, we've got your library. CFRC. This is your signal. I'm David Suzuki. Cut your heathen energy use by 10% and you'll be making a real difference combating global warming. The future is in your hands. Shrink your footprint, grow your wallet, cool the planet. Find out how at davidsuzuki.org. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Critical Thinking. I am your host, Jamie Moss. You're welcome to uh, email the show anytime you like uh, by contacting uh, criticalthinking at jamiemoss.ca. That's thinking at jamie, M-A-S-S-E, dot C-A. Today joining us in studio is Councillor Jim Neal of the Williamsville District, newly elected or re-elected councillor, I guess, uh, to the uh, the, uh, the Council of Horseshoe. Uh, we've got, uh, you, you actually did a fantastic job. You knocked off an incumbent, which is usually unheard of in municipal politics. It is it is a steep slope. <laughs> You're running against an incumbent, for yes, sure. It really is. And then uh, uh, you've uh, made your now your uh, third your third term as a councillor, your second stint uh, in, in, in uh, as a councillor, and uh, you're moving on 
uh, through this uh, this new uh, this new process. So we, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what you identified and what we were. We had a nice conversation about some of the committees and what the what the district is like. Now I'm I'm going to shift gears a little bit and ask you, what do you think the the main challenges? Of the upcoming council may be, uh, and I mean, certainly that may include like personnel challenges, uh, as well as issues that the city needs to identify. Yeah. Well, I think, I think there's a couple of major ones. One that I definitely spoke about at, at the doors and I knocked at, uh, 5,000 doors and returned to about 3,500 before I ran out of, uh, uh, time. Yeah. <laughs> no, I still had the literature, but, <laughs> but, um, and it resonated was um, Kingston, and, and I'm proud of this fact that through uh, Sustainable Kingston and through our focus Kingston, we have identified um, sustainability goals, and we embrace what I think so far is just a slogan, and that's Kingston, Canada's most sustainable city. And I hope in in my four years, and if I choose to do it again. Uh, in the time following that, to be able to to really, really uh, make it more than a slogan, or we'll realize the potential of exactly, it. and and we're doing that more and more often, and it does resonate at council. Um, I think the previous council, um, time will tell. My sense is um, there's been a slight shift. In, in council, and so the previous council perhaps was more willing to embrace that than the current council, but time will tell, and I dearly hope I'm wrong about that, because, because we definitely need to address uh, those issues of sustainability in the city. Now, that, that's one uh, of the broader city's goals. Do you, maybe perhaps you can allude to some of the, uh, the more, the more uh, behind-the-scenes uh, uh, items that I mean uh, certainly I, I'm not going to try to put you on spot here because I know that you're a new counselor so you have, may not have had the opportunity to put take me on the spot. That's, put you on that's the spot. why we're that's right. That's, <laughs> that's why your, we're there. That's your job. So, um, what do you identify as being like one of the the major issues that is not always so talked about? Uh, well, as an item? I think I think we have a very very efficient economic development group in Kedco. We have a very very efficient senior management. I think sometimes, um, in, and again, I hope I'm wrong on this, but my impression is that sometimes in a rush to accomplish some laudable goals, we end up uh, lose, missing sometimes that public input. Mm-hmm. And the previous council came up with some really good policies on, on encouraging uh, full and transparency in, in decisions and full and open, uh, uh, public meetings. I just hope that that continues. And, and we've had some, some programs like, uh, a seniors affordable housing project mm-hmm. and a, uh, affordable home purchase project that have been passed in the last a uh, few council meetings that, on principle, I'm not opposed to. But what I'm hearing from the kind of housing activist community is that they were left out. There was of, no consultation. Of the, 
the exactly right. there was a and, lack and of there was also if I'm not mistaken there was a really good piece and, and it's funny that we kind of harken back to that conversation about the affordable housing committee because the same day as the affordable housing committee met there was a really good piece about the uh, what was it the housing action the downtown housing action group I'm, I'm sorry yeah I can't remember what it was called but there was a very good piece about how uh, the the role of committees such as the affordable housing committee uh, has been largely undermined. Uh, and there was no public input, yeah. and then there was a, a, a nice conversation in that particular meeting. You had to be at it, I guess, uh, about the city's, uh, the staff's uh, willingness or want or seeming desire to include more input yeah. and, and try to seek more input. Yeah. Um, because this has been, and, and I want to get into this now because this is probably the best time to do it, this has been a little bit of an ongoing saga uh, right from the very beginning uh, as far as community input uh, has been a, has been a, a, a. It's definitely been contentious. Yes, uh, with uh, the Glen Oathway Oathway's uh, 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 municipal accessibility appointment or lack thereof appointment uh, to that committee. That's been one of the larger ones, but also with the affordable housing committee. I can't remember her last name, but Patricia, the former chair, decided because she felt that the committee wasn't doing anything, she decided not to be yeah. reappointed. And there was a little bit of discussion about yeah. that. Uh, some fr- some feelings were hurt. Yeah, and I guess. Uh, that is something that we need to identify, right? And yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think um, I think there have been a couple of things that have taken place in the last 18 months or so. And one was the very contentious politi- political uh, concerns around Berryfield and right. the affordable housing proposal in Berryfield Village. And I think that's where people, perhaps, my sense is that that's where people on the Affordable Housing Committee started to feel that they weren't included, Their voices included were being in, in, in uh, that discussion as much as they should have been, considering their terms of reference and that. And that was a highly contentious, highly politicized thing, mm-hmm. but... Uh, at the very least, we don't always have to agree with our advisory uh, community committees, mm-hmm. but we should respect the process enough to, to give them full input. And if we choose, for whatever reasons, political or otherwise, uh, to go in a different direction, at least the terms of reference in the, uh, have been met. Yeah, at least there was input sought. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a very interesting discussion. Um, I'd like to, to key in, we've, in the final few minutes, we get about five minutes left in the show. Okay. I'd like to kind of key in uh, on some of the, the uh, issues that you'll be, you'll be particular. I mean, I mean, I'm sure going door to door, you've identified some issues uh, outside of affordable housing yeah. uh, uh, as an issue, but uh, there must have been other things that you feel are going to be priorities for your council. Absolutely. We're, um, as, as anybody who lives in Kingston is aware, Midtown has been faced with some real challenges as far as the kind of deterioration of the business district and 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 we have through the official plan and more specifically in the process that we're following now with the Williamsville business district plan uh, an opportunity i think to 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 do some real rejuvenation of that vital area uh in the Midtown, that's division to Sir John A. along Princess Street, the Princess Street Corridor. So I'm definitely hopeful that 
that we're able to, to get some things accomplished. We have over the years, and I was the first to uh, fess up that all those 0% increase mantras in the 90s, none of which I frankly didn't support, but the reality is that we have some deteriorating infrastructure, roads, sewers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I think the last couple of councils and our council now are doing a good job of trying to revitalize, but that's going to take a while. And But it, it for us to continue to be a kind of vibrant um, city and a city that attracts both residents and businesses, we need to be able to... to, to modernize our infrastructure so what i mean uh it's kind of two different thoughts but I, i'm, I'm going to try to go back to the midtown uh, discussion yes. what, what would you like to see there i mean i know there's a lot of brown fields right there. there's a lot yeah. of open space uh, yeah not so many brown fields there's a well i guess the the those couple of gas stations yeah. that are now vacant lots yeah. are would be brown fields or gray fields yeah. but the the rest of the uh the rest of the area are just vacant used vacant car lots, lots. Yeah. and and I think the model under the official plan is brilliant. It's for first floor uh, commercial and office, mm-hmm. uh, second floor office or residential, and going up as high as as five floors with six with a setback. We have a huge shortage of housing. We're the second, I believe, we're the second lowest vacancy rate in the country and the lowest vacancy rate in Ontario. So, so there's so many, and, and that puts huge pressure on our lack of affordable housing because people, there's, there isn't enough housing even for people who can afford it. So I think that that model is a really sensible model and I, I, and, and now it's a matter of trying to find a way to facilitate that and, one thing I've changed in my thinking in the 90s, the idea of bonusing or giving some kind of break or deferred taxes or any of those things for private uh, private industry or private real estate, I, I always th- was opposed to. But given the situation, I've had a kind of sea change attitude in mm. that. I don't think we should give away the farm mm. on those issues, but we should do whatever we can to facilitate that construction that is sorely needed. Sounds good. Now, we've got a couple more minutes. I I just wanted to make sure. You you have a website uh, right now. Uh, It's under reconstruction. Reconstruction. So I'm... um, How would we go about contacting you? Well, I'm uh, both in the... I'm both in the the phone book. Uh, If you go to... Not all councillors have websites. I will have a website up and running, I hope, within two or three weeks. Uh, it's just under construction now. You could go to the Elect Jim Neal site. It's uh, uh, True Confessions. It's stale. It's uh, We haven't touched it since the election, but there's the contact information and where I stand on issues and how I answered uh, certain questionnaires on p- mm-hmm. policy questionnaires. All of that information is there. So people could read that and hold my feet to the fire if I'm not doing those things that I had said that I would do. There you go. Okay, well, keeping in mind uh, that uh, this show is... Uh, uh well, there's a lot going on in Kingston. I wanted to make sure that I gave a couple information uh, information updates over the next couple weeks. Uh, and Wednesday, uh, 
uh, February 23rd, uh, there is going to be a nice little uh, discussion in the uh, basement of the mansion about uh, Bill S-10. That's the uh, uh, cooperative uh, discussion about uh, marijuana legislation, and uh, I'd encourage anybody to go on there, 6.30 to, to 8.30, I believe, at the mansion. Uh, also, there is a, uh, uh, in the, well, there's not really much going on over the next couple of days, but uh, as of uh, March 2nd, there's a lunch uh, sponsored by the Kingston General Hospital uh, Cupian Union uh, that will be doing a, a discussion regarding the hospital food fight. So keep your eyes open on that. Uh, those are a couple of the events. Uh, any other items of uh, anything else you'd like to add to this uh, wonderful interview? Uh, not really, other than there's always interesting things happening. And uh, in the Whig Standard, their What's Up column just on the inside front page is well worth looking at. Um, and it's always a couple of days in advance of events that people may wish to 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 attend. Excellent. Uh, stay tuned uh, for the next couple of weeks. We're going to be doing our council meet your counselor series uh, right here on CFRC's Critical Thinking. Um, coming up next is Democracy Now, the War and Peace Report with host Amy Goodman. Uh, and uh, stay tuned and enjoy that uh, wonderful uh, program. I know I will. Um, and as always, keep your eyes on Kingston. Thank you for listening to Kingston's only municipal affairs talk radio show, Critical Thinking with Jamie Moss.